Hello everyone, my name is Monica Gleberman, and you're listening to Silence On Set Podcast. Hi guys, I'm so excited to speak with you. Peace in the Valley obviously is, even in the past decade, would have been a timely film, but it's very timely obviously right now. So what was it like? Were you guys nervous at all a little bit? Were you like, how did you feel, especially with like the opening scene? I guess I'll start there with that scene because it could be a little nerve wracking because of stuff that's going on so currently, but I felt like it was so well done. But what did you guys think for the intro? I can, I can start Gendry and then I'd um, love to hear your thoughts too. For the opening, it was very interesting because when we had originally, it was originally on paper, it was this like, big, huge thing, like big, big box store, like just very crowded things going crazy. And we, we were like, you know, once we started like really getting into the research and we were like, we need it, we need to be quieter. We need to be more simple. Like we want it to feel like it, like you just needed to go to the store. Like you just, you know, we're hearing like people are in a nail salon and someone comes in. It's like someone just picks an activity that they're going to do just being a human in this world. And like it, and so that's kind of how we made it simple and chose a grocery store. And at the time there had been no grocery store shootings. So we thought about that and we're like, but it could happen. And so it was interesting that just a few weeks ago it did. Um, and has happened, you know, a few months ago as well. We really did a lot of research into just even like the gunshots that you hear and how you hear them and where you hear them. And so we spent a lot of time trying to get it right. I hadn't, I wasn't a part of that scene, but watching it, no, I loved, I really loved the way that was handled, that we didn't see any of the bloodshed, but we got the terror of what it would feel like to be in that store and hear those sounds. And especially you being escorted out and just having to hear it by, uh, overhear it and not know what's happening. That helpless feeling, because I think as a country, we all, not all of us, but many of us feel helpless in light of this new reality. I was telling Britt that I had done a film some years back before the Boston bombing, where it was about a backpack bombing in a mall, and I was the mom like her outside. And once the real life events started happening in the news before the film came out paralleling it, there were all these thoughts of, is this, is this now too late within me? Or does this help in, in the sense of telling the story? But my experience over the past 10 years since then is more and more and more unexpected and unimaginable events continued. So this one, especially because of the way I feel you guys handle the violence, is just a part of an ongoing stream of, you know, violent events we've been happening, we've been having. And the similarity of how the grief is afterwards with everything that happens in this kind of tragedy or in many kinds of tragedies, 
is the same now as it will be next week, as it will be next month, and then next year and on. So to me, the film is really focused on that process after that initial event, I thought. Yeah, and I think because it's so, unfortunately, so common, we don't really have to see it, right? Like, so it's kind of nice to start the movie in in the way that, yes, you're hearing things and you're seeing things, but we know, we already know what's going on, but it it's very rare to see what's happening for the people that are running out or for the people that are stuck or if someone runs back in, we don't get that view. So I thought it was so well done that you see, and then they hold it on Ashley in particular in her face, you know, like standing there, like, do I go in? Do I not go in? Am I stuck here? Do I stay here? What do I do? And people are running by and like, you know, your husband takes off in there. And so that's the part we don't see. And I feel like that was a major focus of this film was showing the long-term what happens after the cameras leave, what happens after people stop, you're stop talking about the latest story, right. That, you know, this had happened. So I thought it was so well done in the beginning and so well done throughout the film for both of you. What were some of your favorite things about your characters? Because this film is such a reemergence of what happens after the fact. And we've never really, I feel like touched on it deeply enough. And this film spends the whole time talking about that. So what are your favorite things about your characters for that? What I loved about Ashley was she was messy. It wasn't what you think. Oh, if you put yourself through something and you're like, oh, how would I be? Oh, I would never do that. I would never like meet a guy in a bar and like drink a little bit and like that happened, you know, a month after. It's like, but like when you go through something so devastating, you really don't know what road and how. And so I remember reading it and being like, would that help? Uh, it would, like it really would. And then I would start reading stories and I did a lot of research through family stories and people who've lost someone. And there was this one story I'd read and it was from the Vegas shooting and the, the lady was speaking and she wrote just like a beautiful, I don't know, online, like you could just read it about her life afterwards and had a relationship and felt very weird about it and this and that. And I just was like, oh, this is real. And so I related to the small, different like journeys Ashley took within the big journey that got her to kind of figure out what path should be, like she should go down, right? So that's that's the long way of of explaining that I liked that it was messy and that there was no right way and there it's a long road. And that's the long answer for your question. I, I loved that I didn't know what to do as a mom in this situation. There was no playbook of what to do in all of the different stages that Ashley was going through. And I think it's kind of encapsulated in, in the way you, you cut the scene where we were against the refrigerator and I'm listening and I'm trying to give love. And the one line I have is not, I mean, not the one line I have, but the one line that popped out to me is I say, I don't know what to do. And I feel like I wouldn't probably know what to do in that circumstance as the parent of someone going through it. Cause what can you say? And I feel like it's also, from my point of view, how I feel as a human in this society, I don't know what to do. And I think, you know, it, it's just, 
I tried to do the things you're, you're, you, you're supposed to, as the character, you're supposed to do, make the food, have the wake, be there for my daughter. And she makes some very unexpected choices, like with Billy, like that I just didn't have the tools to navigate as a character. And I love that being in the unknown. And I loved working with Brit in every scene and especially that scene because it was so, I don't know, elliptical in a way. Well, it, you know, it's so beautiful because it is true. I think neither of your characters really have a path, right? There is no answer. There's no book that, that can help you get through this. And what's interesting is both of you individually, I feel like don't know what to do and kind of are figuring it out. And then also as mother and daughter, there are times where the two of you kind of like hit each other, you know, like go against each other. And then there are other times where it's very clear that you both need each other to kind of move forward. And then on top of all of that, they add in this, I was like, 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 like you guys aren't going through enough. They added this horrible element that John has a twin brother, which is even more of like this, like, I was like, oh my God, like, I don't, I, I don't know what I would have done. And, you know, for Ashley in that moment, when you go in the room and so it took me a second and I was like, wait, why? And I was like, oh my God, they look a And I was like, oh my God, it's the same actor. And like, it took me a minute to realize that why she like took off that she had to like walk out of that room. So there's so much to relate to. And I think you guys do such a great job of that. There is no path. So it's like just watching you guys kind of try to like figure it out together. What was it like? I, I know obviously um, you kind of spoke about it already, but working together because there are scenes that are like a little tough to watch between the two of you in particular because of kind of how you're both handling it or trying to work through it. So were those scenes more difficult or was it easier to do, you know, the, I wouldn't say happier scenes, but maybe the scenes that were a little less dramatic, like what, what was better for you guys as actors? Dendry was a joy to work with just as an actor. I think when you think of acting, you want someone like Dendry to be your scene partner just because it's you're creating something that you bring to the table and you want to be as real as possible and you want to find something electric in the moment. And that's all she kind of wanted to do as well. And so I felt like we were in it together as like a team trying to trying to just make something and so I just thought she was a joy to work with uh well likewise and I I would say that that's that kind of freedom we had together to not be in any way like a hallmark mom and, and daughter in yeah. the sense of just like what 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 is real what would you really be feeling in this moment and we had a lot of freedom and we 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 did improvise a bit around the text and then came back to the text just to start a scene before the scene started and to end a scene after a scene ended. And that way we lived a little bit more. And even there was the scene where you were banging on the door to get in and I'm observing. And then when you came back, I, I was going, just get him out of there. You know, when we had something, it's not in the movie, but that was a continuing life of how it might feel. And I really, I have a daughter and I love my daughter more than life itself. I love her. She just came back and she's, you know, a teenager. I just came back from college and not every moment, you know, our moms and daughters always nice to each other. (laughs) (laughs) And I liked that we had the ability to, 
to realize that in this it's like sometimes everything's great and we're loving and sometimes we really don't agree and I don't like the way you know my daughter in this movie is is behaving but we all try to do our best but underneath it all I, I really felt like the love I love uh, let me say one more thing I loved that scene where you come in the kitchen and I'm rubbing your back and I move your hair away because it's so as a mom and, and you have kids I'm talking to Brit now <laughs> as Brit that feeling of how you comfort your baby just that I'm going to rub your back until you can fall asleep is so much like that muscle memory from parenting your your young child that then when they're an adult with their whole life already happening it just kind of doesn't go away so there are a lot of those little things that I felt that Brit and I were creating together and she's so talented that it was really easy. <laughs> well, I'm running close to time. So I want to make sure I ask you guys, you know, in terms of the film as a whole, it is still hopeful and there's still promise to it, especially, you know, towards the end of the film and I won't, you know, give away everything, but there's a lot of hope there and a lot of progress being made. So I wanted to hear from both of you kind of how you feel in terms of the ending and how it was handled I, and the content, because it's a very stressful movie and it's a, dealing with very hard things, but to be able to add a shine of hope in it, I feel like could come off weird or be awkward. And it was just perfect. It was just so well, beautifully done, how it was shot, how you guys acted in it. And it just felt like everything's gonna be okay. Like they're all gonna, like it's, it's gonna be all right at some point. So I wanted to ask both of you about that. And then also just, I guess my last question, probably why you'd recommend, you know, people to see this film. Cause I do think it's really important maybe to watch it more than once um, because there's a lot of things in there that you might not catch the first time. For your first question about the ending, I think the glimmer of hope is what anyone in a situation like this needs. And this is a, a dark, a darker subject kind of throughout the whole movie. And we felt that we wanted an audience to have some sort of hope, but also not give them exactly how they're supposed to feel. Um, just make your own ending after you see what we've given you, but we haven't told you anything. And that felt like everyone sitting through this movie and watching it would like that. Why would I want people to see this movie? I think it deals with is something very human, not, not political. It deals with like what we all go through, which is we all have some sort of loss in our life. We all have some sort of grief. And in these circumstances, this is how we're watching it, but it is a universal thing. And I would love for people to see this movie to know that it's not just the victims that we lose, there's more numbers to it. It's their families. It's their families' families. It's those people who struggle. And, and I don't think a lot of movies show a simple just film like ours that just kind of a day in the life of a family that once that 24-hour news cycle is over, what happens to these people? And that's what you know. I would love for people to see. Yeah, I think whenever we have a big loss or grief, part of the way you get up again is trying to find something and some purpose of how to be hopeful. And I want to echo 
everything Britt said about why to see it and how it affects the people around, not only the people around, but the entire community of people. My, I have a cousin in Sandy, in Sandy Hook and her kids, her kids, they went to Sandy Hook Elementary and her daughter's, one of her daughter's friends was one of the victims and she wasn't at, in that grade, but she was there. And my cousin, who's a singer, sang at nine funerals within two weeks. And what happened to all of their friends and their community, not just the immediate, but like what Britt was saying, the spillover into an entire town, into an entire culture that we're living with, I think is the reason to go and see this film and appreciate and hopefully find that glimmer of purpose and hope because people have done it and survived these things in so many different ways. And we see examples of that in the people that are public about it. But I think privately, all the people that are the uh, ancillary victims find something, some sort of purpose. So. I'm really happy to be a part of it and really proud of Britt. Uh, you guys are like a true mother-daughter. It's so cute. <laughs> or sisters. I should say sisters. You guys are fantastic. The movie is so well done. There's nothing political in it whatsoever. I, I've been telling everyone that was screening it, watch it more than once. I noticed other things in it. Michael was fantastic. You know, shout out to him for playing two roles. He was fantastic in it. But the two of you were just so amazing. It was one of my favorite films and I have been recommending it to everyone because I just think the content was done so well and the ending was done so well. <laughs> it ended, I was like, no, like I wanted to like stay with you guys and like kind of like, like keep seeing what was happening, you know? So it was just, it was so well done and just congratulations. It's so good. And the performances between the two of you are just the best I've seen in a long time. Oh, that is so kind. Thank you so much. Isn't that really sweet? Yes, it's very sweet. Will you be our sister too? Yes. Of course. <laughs> I would love to hang out with you guys. I was so excited to see you guys. You guys are just so good. So congratulations. Thank Thanks. you so much. Thanks for having us. Now I have my sister, so I will <laughs> I will bother you on social. <laughs> All right. Congratulations. Thank you for listening to Silence on Set Podcast. My name is Monica Gleberman. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and stay tuned for more interviews to come.